Hey, World of Life podcast listeners, Nick here. Just wanted to jump in right at the beginning here and remind you that this is part two of our conversation with Andy Rosen. Uh, last week, uh, we jumped into uh, some of Andy's uh, story and, and kind of um, some more personal items. And the episode ahead here, um, we kind of shift the conversation into what Word of Life um is envisioning and has a passion and a mission for for the city of New Prague, uh, where both Andy and I happen to live. Um, and then we kind of end with uh, a little fun game that we are trying this season. So we hope that you get a huge kick out of that. If you ever have any feedback um, or reviews or questions that you would like us to talk about here on the Word of Life podcast, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can do that at nick at wordoflifemn.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy uh, as we pick up where we left off last week with our conversation with Andy Rosen. Thanks. Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesseur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, Word of Life Church. Yeah, it might not be morning when you're listening to this, but that's okay. Uh, Whenever you are joining us and listening, wherever you are, um, we are glad you're here. And we are kicking off a new series on our podcast, um, just getting to know people and their passions, especially their passion for God's mission. We're joined by Andrew Rosen. Andrew, what can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, well, I... I, uh... Grew up in southern Minnesota, down by Janesville, and graduated high school there. Uh, so grew up down in this area. Ended up going out to college in North Dakota uh, and started out at NDSCS in Wahpeton. Oh, there it is. Uh, Nick, there, there it is. Feel good. There, yeah, there, there it is, is. Yeah. the North Dakota connection. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot of wildcat love here at, at Word of Life. That's right. And, yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared Ronigan, too. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Nick loves pointing out any possible North Dakota connection. <laughs> I do. I do. So... Uh, from 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 there, it went to school for number, uh, two years, graduated, and then ended up in the Fargo Moorhead area for for a number of years to finish college. I went to lived in Moorhead, went to okay. uh, MSUM, graduated there, and worked in Fargo for a number of years, and uh, eventually uh, ended up kind of moving out towards the Detroit Lakes Perm area where my my parents both grew up and and where their childhoods a lot of DL. Yep. Yep. All beautiful lakes areas. I lived there for about two years and it, it was one of those neat things where it's like, you felt like at least for about, you know, three quarters of the year that you're on vacation nonstop. It's just lakes everywhere. Cabins. Awesome. It's, it, it, it literally is like a vacation every day. As long as you're not in food service, you're doing just great. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yeah, li- lived, uh, uh, lived in, um, uh, Detroit lakes for a couple of years. I had, uh, uh, been, been, um, uh, uh, you know, still, uh, while I was living in North Dakota, I was worshiping at, at uh, uh, Triumph and at the, okay. the Moorhead campus and uh, had a church family there. We still worship there even when we're going to Detroit Lake. So right. one of the neat things about finding that church and going to church there 
was that uh, uh, when I first started going there, we lived in a townhouse that literally shared a parking lot with the building. Oh, and, really? Yep. And so we would we'd be going to going to church there, and and uh, you know it's funny you just walk out of bed and walk over to church, and I'd look at the times and be late and not make it, and and or you know we'd go to church because we overslept, and and you know we after that we kind of moved to Detroit or uh, to uh, Dilworth across town, and we'd be less laid off because it took a little bit of commitment. Still, once in a while you oversleep, and then when you have to drive about forty five minutes, fifty minutes from Detroit. Lakes Church, it's like you never missed and you were never late because it took that much planning. So, <laughs> so the further away you further were, away, the, the, the more, more on time you were. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's the way it works. Okay. So. Yeah. And, now, and now Andy and I are neighbors in, uh, in New Prague. That's just down the road from me. I know. Isn't it great? Yeah. And we both kind of landed there about the same time. We did. I was just a couple months a couple months earlier. So actually from Detroit Lakes coming to uh, back to LaSueur, um, it kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting God thing mm-hmm. that ended up happening for me there. So uh, you always have those moments in life where you're like, you, you kind of feel like you're maybe being, being crushed. And you're just like, wow, how? you know, it's like, okay, where do I go in life? Well, there's just some circumstances kind of outside of my control at, at my, my last job that ended up, you know, Hey, we don't, don't need you anymore. You're, you know, and, and was laid off from that role. That next morning I had a job offer here at the foundry in LeSueur the, the That's next so morning. Cool. And uh, so wow. it ended up, Coming down here a couple weeks later, didn't have a place to live. So I started here in July, but we didn't, you know, we didn't have to sell our house or anything. Right. So I was basically living here during the week, living on, you know, sleeping on an air mattress at my cousin's uh, apartment building in Mankato. And over oh, really? about six months. You know, six months on an air wow. mattress? Yeah. Wow. How's the chiropractor bill? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the, I thought a week on the border of this trip in Mexico was rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time on an air mattress. Well, it, it's actually the air mattress part was, I mean, it was a really comfortable air. My, my wife, you know, spared no expense on the air mattress. Wow. The part that got me was is that, you know, my cousin, wonderful, you know, just great blessing. Let me do that. But he's, he's a bachelor himself. So we literally live off of tv dinners for six months i mean that was like a bachelor like i haven't eaten a long time and my wife's an amazing cook so i've gone from domesticated to back to college bachelor days and that was that was an experience i I don't know if nick and i ate like a like that kind of bachelor even when we were when we were bachelors no no, i didn't i i remember uh i remember being like 20 years old having a roommate and we were walking through Walmart one night grocery shopping mm-hmm. and we got to the cereal aisle and each of us picked out three different boxes of cereal and and we said to each other oh this is the most expendable income we'll ever have. So we felt like we were living pretty high on the high oh, yeah, With yeah. three boxes yeah. of cereal. Uh, okay, so did you have, in, in your kind of bachelor bachelor days, did you have like a go-to meal? Was there a go-to meal for each each of you on, a, on, on your bachelor cooking days? Yeah, mine, the, it, and it's funny because I'm actually one of the things I'm swiping out. Uh, I'm doing a vacation trip out to the Boundary Waters, That's and right. one of my things I'm hauling out there is those Nor butter noodles and herbs. I absolutely love those things. They're like a buck a piece. <laughs> okay. I could eat that nonstop. <laughs> That's my, that's my that's bachelor. The, that's cheat the bachelor meal. go-to. You know, I was pretty lucky that um, as I was dating Brittany all through college, uh, her dad uh, has worked for Kraft and Oscar Mayer for his whole career. And so I had a pretty unlimited supply of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Mm. And so some <laughs> mac and cheese and some hot sauce. If I was feeling real uh, special that day, I would add like 
canned peas to it. So Ooh. mac and cheese and peas. Was he fancy. Really he fancy. He fancy. So anyway, I'm eating a lot of mac and cheese. Now. I think my 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 go to. Well, when I was batching it in California, it was frozen burritos. Like frozen burritos, you know, just regular, the cheapest salsa that I could find. It was just frozen burritos and salsa. But my overall big go-to was has always been hot dogs. Uh, you know, like hot dogs are like my like no-brainer. I don't know what I'm gonna eat. I'm just gonna eat a hot dog. <laughs> I eat a lot of you hot can't dogs. go wrong with hot dogs. They're not that bad for you. I heard that as a healthy snack once. Oh, really? Because a hot dog is only like 100 calories. Yeah, it's actually not bad. Not not the hot dog that we shared in Baltimore, though. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, Andy, I don't know if you heard about this, but Pastor Jay and I just got back from uh, training on how to launch the new campus in New Prague. And uh, it was out in Washington, D.C. We'll be right we back to, to our episode. To but first, Baltimore here's Orioles some show game. and tell. Um, and Baltimore being on the Chesapeake Bay and yep. the Atlantic Coast, uh, they eat a lot of crab. And so, and ballpark food is always over the top. Anyway, yep. anyway, we found a crab mac and cheese topped oh. hot dog. That was... That was so over the top. That was, was the top three awesome. hot dog right there. It was there. awesome. Yeah, I mean, good. just think, you got to picture it. It was a it was a good-sized dog. You know, the dirt, diameter on that dog was, was was pretty good. And then on top of it, the you know, the mac and cheese and just loaded with crab. It was so good. Okay. That's that's not my college dog, that's for sure. <laughs> and I got to hang out with my cousin that day, that night, which was super great. My cousin Zach, shout out to Zach. Um, I hope you're uh, giving this one a listen. And uh, we had just a great time. Baltimore Orioles didn't have such a great time that night. No, no, but, you know, they're playing better than the Twins, so it's hard for me. To <laughs> Feel too much sympathy? Yeah, hard for me to comment. You know what? We're like six weeks from Vikings training camp. That's all I got to say. Okay, well, stay focused. I understand all football season long, I, I wait for baseball. <laughs> so was it a no-brainer for you to come to Word Life, Andrew, or did you kind of check out some of the churches you know, closer in New Prague or something like that? So yeah, it, it wasn't a no-brainer. It was definitely a place that I was intending on coming and checking out because uh, our, you know, my, my last pastor, Pastor Jeff Seaver, had mentioned that uh, Word of Life was in Lesseur and that it should check that out. However, when we had moved, I always kind of look at it from the standpoint that it's like, hey, got a new chapter, God's guy is a new place, let, let me see right. what God has planned for me and if, if I'm you know, on the path that he's looking for. So we did go and check out a, a number of different churches in the New Prague area. And okay. There are a lot of really great churches in the New Prague area. I mean, they're you know, definitely Christ-centered um, uh, places that, uh, you know, great people in, in all those buildings. Uh, but as we had checked those out, one of the the big needs that we had, um, actually, so funny story, uh, I'll give you an idea. I have uh, three children uh, right now, a, a six-year-old, a going to be four-year-old and a, going to be a two-year-old here in the next two months. Yeah. And um, so that the two-year-old, literally the day when we were when my, we were going up to uh, Detroit Lakes, I was driving, hopped out of the sewer and was in my car, called up Crystal, hey, I'm on my way to come 
come uh, help load up the U-Haul, uh, she says, oh, great. Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, by the way? <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and then I just look at that, too. It's, it's kind of one of those funny things. It's like, well, huh, how did how did that happen? Because I had only been there on weekends for the last six months. So <laughs> it was like, God, did, it's just like you see God's timing because, you yeah, know. There you go. Anyways, with that, what I was trying to get at is that the age of my kids and whatnot, one of the big needs that we're looking for is, is those children ministries. We'd been very spoiled by the uh, um by uh, um triumph and moorhead because they have right. in the morning they have the uh the nursery for for the the very young kids and and the the sunday schools the vacation bible schools sure. and all those things and so as we were looking in 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 new prague you know checking out websites going to church it's just like i didn't realize how some of those ministries aren't something that every church does they <laughs> just kind of yeah. forget that and uh, and we'd go and check. It's like they'd have you know different great ministries, just not um, those ministries I need for the smallest of kid, you know, for our my age demographic of kids. And so uh, we had came and, and checked out Word of Life. I actually honestly wasn't expecting Word of Life to offer those same ministries that that Morehead Morehead uh, Church is a very large church right. and a lot of people involved in that, which gives you that ability to offer more ministries because you just have a lot of people doing it and. When we had come to Word of Life here, I was absolutely blown away by the fact that we really offer pretty much the exact same ministries that were available, at least the ones that I was a part of that they offered in a much, much larger congregation in Moorhead. So a staff nursery made a big impact on uh, on your coming to Word of Life? Yep, absolutely. I, it, you know, I mean, it wasn't reason coming here because i mean i right, actually didn't right. know that you guys would have that here sure. it was checking out i'd say that that's definitely the biggest reason that we stayed and continue going here versus checking out other churches because a single reason that we would have been, you know came and stayed at word of life nick i know that made a big huge impact on uh, on you staying at word of life too yeah i mean it's made a it's funny staff nursery has made a huge impact on my life because it goes back to um, my mom being a, a young mom, a wife of a young patrol officer who had crazy shift hours and right. and was working uh, Sunday mornings. And my mom had uh, me as a as a two year old and my my sister as a baby, and she was attending a church that did not offer that that service. Right. And so she would be in the nursery with the two of us and six, eight, nine weeks in, she's going like, why am I even showing up? I'm not hearing the message. I'm not meeting anybody. Oh man. And it was a friend of hers at work who said, Oh, well we go to the Lutheran brethren church. We go to our redeemers in town and they've got a gal that works their nursery. And, and my mom showed up. And, and really the rest was history. So it's funny, you know, we think about in church, we think about our theology. We should think about our theology. And we think about the ministries that we offer. And we should think about that. Absolutely. But it, for a lot of people, it's the little things. And so for my mom, it was a respite. Well, fast forward, and we're moving back to Minnesota uh, now, uh, three or four years ago. Um, and we are, are wanting word of life to be our home church, but we also have three young children, uh, very similar in age to right. Andy and Crystal's kids. And, and I know that if that had not been something that word of life had offered, we would have 
stayed friends with people here, but we would have found a different home. Right. Well, I'm glad both of you uh, are are part of uh, Word Life Church and a part of, just part of the you know what's happening here. And you guys are both active in different ministries. Uh, obviously, uh, Nick is is now serving on staff as our director of student ministries. Uh, Andrew, what are some of the ministries at Word of Life that you are currently involved in? Yeah, so uh, ministries currently uh, working with is the um, uh, kind of the big one is the the praise team. Uh, lead one of the leaders for our. Our praise team that uh, so I'm, I'll, I'll lead a group about once every month and and uh, um, kind of was able to get started with that which it's really cool because it's one of those neat pieces with when you have a congregation as I said congregation this size there's just a lot of opportunity being right. able to step in and uh, participate in some of those ministries so um, so yeah so doing the 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 uh, uh, the praise team also um, um, currently an elder in training here as well it allows me to even be involved and in, in have my hand in even more ministry opportunities here we love love having you on the leadership team really you know you really love you know that you're you're plugging in with that too and uh, you know I know that you occasionally are leading a hymn sing oh, I forgot about that so, <laughs> see here's the thing is, is when you, when you start doing these things and you know they get to be so much fun you forget that you actually just forget I'm not just showing up and participating That's but right. One of my one of my uh, passions. So back in high school, I you know was very involved in choir and a lot of those musical type pieces. You know, sang church and piece like that. I've always loved um, uh, singing um, hymns and whatnot. And so it's just something I very much gravitate towards. I love the old hymnals because they have all the notes in there, so you can <laughs> actually read and sing the parts to it. Where a, a lot of services now, you know, more traditionally, it's you know text on a, on a screen, so you don't you know be you know. I'm not one that I can just sing harmony. I have to be able to read it and so oh, something incredibly passionate about that style of music and so I've had, we had that opportunity there's a number of individuals at, at church here that really love that nostalgia yep. of those classic hymns and so yeah we do about yep. quarterly or a couple times a year yeah. do a hymn sing and and uh it, it that that is a I forget, that's probably my favorite ministry here i forgot that we've been <laughs> having having notes on a page uh never benefited me a little known fact about pastor jay i did sing in a choir once that's uh i went to my senior year of high school at hillcrest and um i auditioned for the choir the choir director looked at me and said uh jay we're gonna put you right next to pete i was standing right next to pete's Pete Foss, and uh, he said, Pete, you sing in Jay's ear. Jay, you sing what he sings. <laughs> I've got no idea how to read music. I still don't. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I play some guitar and stuff like that, but I'm terrible at, re- at reading notes on a page. And, but it really is a valuable ministry, and we have a lot of people who love doing it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So we love having that, that hymn sing. We love the fact that, uh, that you're helping out with the, with, the worship, uh, with the worship bands and stuff like that, too, and uh, just love having you involved. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of look at, you think about going and doing that, that it's like, you know, I'm giving my time to do things like it's like, it's not even true. I'm getting way more from being able to participate and having those opportunities than I bet you any person that's in, you know, that, you know, benefits from going to those. Yeah. Uh, I know that you know part of this series um, on our podcast is getting to know people. We are really getting to know Andrew. Uh, we'd love to get to know some of your passions. You just mentioned that uh, you have a passion, uh, you know, for for singing, especially <laughs> actual notes. Um, so, what are some of the other passions that you have? Yeah, um, are you, so you talking just you know kind of personal or, or through you know, church passions? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you know, big passion is, is I, you know, number one passion in life is just Jesus. It's like, I'm always looking at that as that it's like, okay, what, what does Jesus, you know, have planned for my life? What does he want from me? And, and, and then just kind of always getting back on the path where it's like, you know what, I'm a, you know, terrible sinner and I mess up over and over and over again. And yeah. it just takes, you know, you know, that recalibration to be like, okay, Lord, I've gotten off path. Where do you want me to go? Um, so, it, you know, you know, beyond that, it's like, I've always felt that, you know, the biggest ministry of, of, you know, for, you know, that God has on me is that it's like, you know, my family, you know, my children and my wife and being there to support them spiritually, uh, financially, uh, and just, you know, just, you know, full encompassing of that. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of what drives me and where those big passions are. Other than obviously I talked about, you know, I love, love fishing. That's a, a yeah. huge path. I, you know, absolutely love doing that. I know, uh, Jay and Nick here a couple of weeks ago took me out uh, for my first ever trout fly fishing opener. That that's was, right. that was special. I, I'm going to remember that forever. And, and uh, so now I got a, a new bug there. On um, so you bringing the fly rod up uh, up to the boundary waters next, on your trip? Next year I'm going to. I'm going to get more proficient at it. I'm going to get get the the appropriate gear for doing that, which I've been researching. I know Nick has brought to light to me that you can actually fly fish for walleye and yeah, large fish, absolutely. not just it's trout. A project for the summer. Yeah. I've, been, I've been I've been pounding the YouTube videos on that, and, and uh, that's that, that's all right. I figure it's like next year. It's like I'm not going to be hauling out all this you know heavy tackle. It's going to be nice little light flies. Forget bring out fresh leeches. It'll be little rabbit for <laughs> leech rabbit. flies. And that's going to be awesome. You're going to have a ton yeah. of fun. Uh, well, as we think about, as we've been walking through this series on God's mission, is there a Bible story or maybe some verses that you think of when you think about God's mission to reach his people with the message of salvation? Yeah. So first thing, I, this kind of goes back a little bit about me. And so I just yeah. want to point out. Um, so I actually had the opportunity, um, I, like I mentioned, I grew up in Janesville. I went to um, the private school there, Trinity Lutheran. Uh, um, in Janesville. And so we, we, as part of our curriculum and whatnot, not only do we have confirmation, we had religion class. And I want to point out that our, our pastor at the time, he, he was, you know, filled with grace and that he would never fail a student. The worst he could get is a D. <laughs> I was a D religion student. I could not memorize okay. <laughs> anything. So as far as like, I, I, you know, know the Bible, I read the Bible, it's like I couldn't, you know, I'm, I'm not very good at citing uh, as far as where the verses are more conceptual of what's sure. going on in there. So with that in mind of knowing my background on that, um, kind of one of the... Big target here. Yes, big target. Big target. Uh, one, one of the, the Bible stories that kind of sticks out in my mind, especially mission-related, that that has been on my heart in this last year, is where, where Jesus is, is meeting with the woman on the well, and, and you know, they're about to go into Samaria, and, and, and Jesus tells his disciples that, hey, the, the fields are ripe for harvest. It's like, there are people here that that need need what I have to give them. Let's go out and, and gather my gather my sheep. And so obviously that's not even at all what was written, but conceptually uh, that's, that's what the disciples were about to embark on is that ministry. And, and um, I just look at that. It's like, I mean, obviously new Prague is a, a prime example of that, but I just look, uh, you know, what we've been dealing with like the last year, you know, from a relationship standpoint, you know, from the results of COVID, it's like, there are a lot of people out there that need Jesus right now. Um, and, and, as Christians, we have a huge opportunity to be able to reach people. So uh, that's 
uh, yeah, that's one of the one of the kind of big Bible. Right. Well, let's let's check it out. Uh, let's check out John chapter four, uh, the the woman at the well, and I'll just I'll just read a couple of verses as he's having as Jesus is you know tired from traveling and thirsty, he asks a woman from Samaria for a drink, and um, and then she just kind of. Gets kind of salty with them, you know. She says, "How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria?" And it says right there in the scriptures, "For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans." Jesus answered her. This is in John four verse ten. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that saying to you, "Give me a drink," you would have asked him, and he would give you living water. And that just kind of spurs on this conversation. And then as things start to get personal, uh, she tries to deflect with, you know, just kind of religious, you know, disagreements between Samaritans and Jews and everything else. Um, and, and, and it just kind of gets, it, it kind of gets to the point of what we do as a church. We meet people where they are, where they live, and we just start up conversations. And that's exactly what Jesus is doing right here. He just, he's just sitting by the well, starts up a conversation. Um, it's, it's, I, it's in, in a sense, it's really interesting to me. We're talking about the Son of God here, who's sitting next to a well, who's tired and thirsty, and so we get to see his humanity. But also in his deity, he could have just gotten a, water any way he wanted to. He's the son of God. He's the one who made that water in the first place. But instead of doing it himself, instead of performing a miracle to serve his own thirst, he strikes up a conversation with a woman who needs him and what only he can give. And so I I, I totally resonate with that, you know, being because that that does it shows us unmistakably God's mission to save people. And uh, right there at the well, it's just that's just awesome. So how has God been um, God's mission ignited your passion, uh, you know, in, in this year? Yeah, so. um Really, how one of the things that you know, you look at those mission pieces. I talked before about about how you know, hey, get off the rail. Sometimes you're trying to find out. It's like God brings you back. Well, I look at it. One of the things that always has stuck out in my mind is I think about you know when we when when someday when I get to get to heaven and be able to see you know my eyes are open. I can actually see God's you know His full level of control, power over right. authority over everything that goes in life. I'll be able to see and realize it's like. Wow, all of you know, all of those prayers, all those times I sought God, it's like, you know, I keep thinking it's like if I fully knew and understood how how you know how God was listening to it, you know, every time I brought before him and how I hear because there's this part of you that feels like, hey, God, are you actually hearing what I have having to say? Are you do you hear my hurts? Do you hear those pieces? There's a small part of me inside, it's just like, you know, is anybody listening? And I, I know right. that he is, I know those yeah. pieces, but fully realize it's like, wow, if I knew the uh, you know 
fully understood, not new, because right. I, I know, but I don't fully understand how how much God actually sees and knows everything that's going on in my life with those pieces. Like, yeah. I can tell you, I would be praying more. I'd be talking about him more in my life to other people. I would be doing all those things. So I go and look at that. And it's like, I know that that's what I'm going to see and what I'm going to fully realize someday. And so I kind of look at that and say, okay, so knowing that, how does that change my life? How can I uh, you know, approach and look at, at, you know, the decisions at the way I approach life mm-hmm. now. And, and so that's where I go and look at, at the mission pieces. Like, here's the thing is God doesn't need me to spread his word, but he'll, he brings me alongside and let's, let's me and, and let's our church, let us be a part of, of his gospel as opposed to just receiving it. He allows us to, to be, be a part of his plan. And that's, that's such a gift and a blessing. And, and that's where I kind of look, I saw two hands go up here. going to say. Oh, no, it made me think of, um, uh, there's the famous Luther uh, quote of, uh, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. That's exactly what I was thinking. God doesn't need your good words either, no, but no. your neighbor does. But your neighbor does, yep. yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and that's where you go and look at it. It's like, here's the thing, your neighbor needs that. And to put a glass, like, like I said, God doesn't even need you to speak those words, but he lets you do it. And it's like, you speaking those words, it kind of goes back to what I talked about with, you know, being a part of those ministries. It's right. like, the thing is, is, by being, you know, being that one speaking those words, like I'm benefiting as much, if not more than, than the individuals receiving those words, right. just because it, and that's what the gift and the blessing is behind that mission and kind of that, that passion behind the mission is you start realizing is the more and more you get involved with that, you just start realizing that fire. It's, you kind of look at it, it's like being able to be a part of it, you look at the relationship that that allows you to build. You think of just in general, really, we talked about going on that trout fishing trip. It's like yeah. being able to go along. We could talk and share a passion about that, but being able to go out and do that, you know, allowed, you know, just us to be able to grow in relationship right. because we did something alongside each other. And I feel like that's a lot of what God's mission is, is with this is that it's like, Hey, disciples, Hey, Andrew, Hey, come alongside me. And, and you look at the growth and relationship that, that you have that you're gaining from that yeah. just because you know and and get to understand and, and be that you know just be able to see more of what god you know what you know you look at that that power that grace that mercy when you see that firsthand that just grows in your love for him yeah.